Cornish Yes, it's Friday the 22nd of February 2019 and we're on to episode 12 of the Rapper and Deeks Friday Fix. You're listening to the Cornish Soccer Rappo and Deeks Friday Fix. Welcome Rappo, what sort of week have you had then? Yeah, busy day working and that mate and um, I was going to go and have a, I've got a day off today mate so I was going to go and have a basket of balls mate down the local golf club mate down the road at Lanawich and woke up with a stiff back mate so I've been doubled up all day. Yeah. I see you took in a game last Saturday. Yeah, mate, yeah, I went to watch my old mate Billy play for Lost with the old mate, still looking fit as a fiddle. But um, they were sort of blown away, really, mate, by Maisel first. Well, it was 2-0 down after 10 minutes and then uh, 4-0 down at half time. But a little bit flattering, I thought, for, for Maisel, mate. You know, Lost with the old didn't play that bad. They tried to play football. It's a good game to watch, actually, Dave. I, I quite enjoyed it. You know, both teams put 100% into it. It just... You know, Maisel just had that little bit more sort of quality on the day and, you know, some some good finishes. Okay. Well, before we have our first interview today, uh, let's just tell everyone listening that this weekly podcast is dedicated to Cornish football throughout the county, whatever the Saturday league. If you're listening for the first time, previous episodes are still available to hear. And let us know what you really think. You never need to miss an episode. As all you have to do is subscribe to the Cornish Soccer is Talking Football podcast on the platform you're listening on. And if you have any thoughts or comments about us, why not share them on social media? Mention us on the likes of Facebook and Twitter and get the word out there. Your Cornish Soccer podcast. Okay, so what have we got coming up on the show today? <laughs> It's just Cam this week from the TCFC Updates Twitter account hosts as uh, we're brought up to date with our weekly look at Truro City, the county's only Step 2 club. We've got Rappo's Bet of the Week. Ash Bicknell, manager of Dutchy Sides at Morgan, talks about last week's epic Junior Cup clash with Foxhall, head of their league game this Saturday against Guess Who? Yes, you've got it, Foxhall. Rappo has his combination league review. Then we hear from young striker Jordan Anir, who seems to have settled in well at Plymouth Parkway after joining them from Falmouth Town. There's our weekly prediction slot. Five games are chosen from throughout the Cornish-based leagues. Of course, we can't go without our weekly chat with Phil Hiscox, Secretary of the South West Peninsula League. Last week's impressive Peninsula League result was St Austell 5, Tavistock 0, and so Chris Resky from the Lily Whites is a guest. Before we finish with Phil Lafferty making a return to the local football scene as part of the management team of the Kerno FA squad, who have their first ever match on Monday at St Austell against the Fox All Stars in Vice 11, and we on this Rappu and Deeks Friday Fix podcast are the first to bring you the squad that has been chosen. An exclusive for the podcast, and many thanks to the guys involved at the Kerno FA HQ for sharing it with us first. So, lots once again, Rappu. Yes, mate. Nice to have an exclusive as well, Dave, thrown in. Yeah, that's right. We'll be the first ones to share the... Uh, the Colonel FA squad with the public, so uh, 
Well, that's uh, going to be of interest uh, towards the end of the programme, though. Look forward to it, mate. <laughs> well, sound a little <laughs> bit more enthusiastic. <laughs> Sorry, mate. <laughs> yeah. No, no, it's brilliant, though, isn't it? You know, Laughs and uh, Gilby, mate, is a dream team, isn't it? So I hope <laughs> everyone gets gets behind it, mate. Yeah, I, I know what I didn't ask, Laughs, is who the referee is. That. Uh, oh, yeah. I bet they're all rushing to have that game with Gilby and Laughs on the touchline. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ears will be burning, mate, will yeah. Right, Tom here from the Twitter account TSCFC Updates. They're nothing official at all to do with True City Football Club, but uh, as I always say, they do provide a great information service uh, throughout the week, not just on a match day. And uh, I noticed that they've got loads of people signing up to follow them on Twitter. Um, it's just calm this week. So calm. Oxford City last Saturday, 2-0 win. Looked to be a sound performance. Um, yeah, it was really, obviously, after the 4-0 defeat to them in December, I wasn't really going into it with much optimism. But for us to go out and play like we did and beat them 2-0, it's, um, yeah, it's a good result for us and big three points in our relegation battle. It was a bit of a scrappy game. I think the Oxford manager summed it up quite well where it was, well, just a poor game, really, and two moments of brilliance won us, won us the game, and that's something perhaps we've been lacking, is like someone to step up and take that huge opportunity of that big moment, and luckily for us, Roe Foreman, Dan Rooney did, did just that, and um, we got the three points. Yeah, two goals from two midfielders. Yeah, and they were obviously both from outside the box as well. So, yeah, brilliant, both brilliant strikes. Um, can't really pick between them, equally brilliant. And, of course, a clean sheet. I think that's only the second we've had at home in the league this season. Yeah, again, that's another massive plus for us. But, to be honest, Oxford didn't really put us under much pressure. They um, they got into good positions, but really their finishing was pretty woeful. So, um, Rivers didn't really have much to do in the true net. Good attendance, though. Yeah, um, correct, correct, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Four six two, I believe. I might be wrong, but it's definitely over the four hundred mark. So yeah, we were all quite shocked when we heard it because when you're actually in the ground, it didn't look that many. But um, yeah, very good attendance for. I think it's, I don't know how many games we've been back now at Tree Roma. Four or five might be mm. right, but um, yeah, good attendance. Best so far, isn't it? I think. Um, yeah, I think it is. I think with the highest we've had is. Uh, 300 just over so mm. over a hundred an extra over 100 people and oxford didn't bring that many so there's about 10 15 of them so yeah it was good good attendance at truro and it's a big boost um for us as well now tell me i'm not sure you do know, know the answer to this but if anyone does <laughs> it's likely to be you team of the week that the national league south do or the Van- yep. vanorama national league south how do they select who they put in that team of the week because there's Two trail players in this week, isn't there? Um, yeah, that's an unofficial one. There's a there's like a non-league Twitter feed page that has a like a pet team of the week, and that had Roeform and Jamie Richards in it. Ah, right. But um, the official non-league one had just Jamie in it. Jamie Richards, the captain. Right. Um, to be honest with you, Dave, I don't have a clue how they pick it because obviously I can't imagine they have someone from a non-league paper every game. But no. I'm guessing it's just done on like match fa- um, match facts and. In the obviously in the non-league paper they have all the reports yeah. um, from each person, so I'm guessing they do it from like the star player because they in Rod Mitchell I think writes a lot of Truro's non-league paper reports and there's always like a star man under, underneath right. like three four star. I, so I'm guessing they do it through that. I'm not entirely sure, but right, okay. um, that's 
my guess anyway. Okay, and uh, it was a debut for you as well, wasn't it? You were commentating for Pyramid Films. How did that go? Um, yeah, I'm, obviously it was a good opportunity for me. It's something that my university course like wants me to do. And um, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I felt that I was a bit, first half, obviously a bit nervous and I was a bit um, stuttery in and out. But second half, I got into it and I just really enjoyed it. And hopefully, well, happily do it again. If any, if they're ever short of commentators, I'll more than happily do it again. And you didn't want the game to finish, I bet. You wanted it to go on. <laughs> yeah, come the sec. Well, to be honest, Dave, um, with the Truro score, I wanted to finish ASAP because I didn't want us to concede. But um, yeah, yeah it was a good experience. Good, good. Right, so this uh, coming week, we've got St Albans on Saturday, Woking at home on Tuesday. Now, both are tough, tricky games, aren't they? And, and um, am I being unfair if I would say the supporters would be not sounding too negative if they actually uh, think that even one point would be a bonus out of these two games? Um, yeah, it's two very tough games. Like the St Albans one on Saturday, they'll be obviously looking for revenge because we beat them that 93rd minute winner on yeah. a Tuesday night a few back in early January. So, um, And it's not an easy place to go, St Albans. But they are, they're quite an inconsistent side, so it's interesting to see how we get on there. But uh, we won there last year, uh, just only 1-0. But um, obviously, again, no game in this league is easy, so that's always going to be... It's always going to be a away trip as well to London, long trip. It's always going to be a difficult one. But, um, yeah, I, I'd happily take a point there. And obviously Woking at home, that's a, I think there's quite a few Torquay fans going to come up. So it'll be interesting to see what the attendance is at Tree Road on the Tuesday. But um, I'm pretty certain a lot of, well, Torquay especially, will be wanting us to do them a favour because obviously I think Woking went above them last night. So, um, yeah, um, that again, that's one that a huge game. Woking obviously know that if they win, they can put themselves in a really good position to push on and maybe even win the league. Um, for us, it's a, obviously you're against the top of the league and they're a very good side. And Ben Gehring will return as well. So um, equally, obviously he'll, he'll want to perform well against us. So, yeah, it's going to be a really tough game, tough couple of games even. Talking about Ben Gehring, no doubt you saw that clip on social media of him in, in with the crowd of uh, Woking last Saturday's game. Yeah, I did. Um, yeah, I don't really see... Uh, is that a good Obviously, thing a or bit... a bad thing? Well, going in with the fans, I quite there's nothing really wrong with that. It's just non-league football, really. But um, you could say it's a bit unprofessional chanting like we ate talkie and whatever. But um, <laughs> well, say a yeah, bit. But I don't think he does like him that much, does he? <laughs> no, I don't. Well, especially obviously. They didn't really treat him that well when he went there earlier in the season, so I'm guessing that's the reason why. But yeah. um, <laughs> I suppose what comes around goes around, really. When yeah, in, if talkie fans don't like it, they sort of. They sort of had it coming, in my, if you ask me. But that's true. That's true. Okay, so you're you're going to the St Albans game, I take it. So um, uh, I will be. Yeah. And dare I ask, what time in the morning you'll be starting off for that one? I'm not, I don't not. I haven't actually looked, to be honest, Dave. It's not good. It's poor from me, isn't it? A couple of days before we're leaving, I haven't. <laughs> it might haven't be looked, handy but, to know um, what time you're going. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that will be handy. Um, I can imagine it'll probably be about half six, seven o'clock, leave from Tree Road. So I'll probably have to leave Falmouth about six o'clock. Right. Up at R five maybe so. Okay, so um, before you set out, then let's have your your uh, predictions for the two games. St Albans away Saturday. <laughs> okay. Um, well, I said I'll take a point at St Albans, so I'll say uh, two each. Right, Desmond two two, as Rappo says. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and then Tuesday Woking. Oof. Um, tricky one. Yeah, it's a tricky one. It, it, I think it all depends what mood Woking are in. Um, because obviously they're a brilliant side, so if they're on fire, they'll 
tear us to shreds if they want to. But um, oof. I'll say two one Woking. I'm going to be negative, but I'll say two one Woking. I yeah. think that could, that's still a good result for Truro because obviously it's not a thrashing. So two one. Yeah, I mean Woking actually have got a very good away record. They've only lost one game away from home this season. So uh... yeah, it doesn't surprise me. They're a really good side. No, that's <laughs> going to be a tricky one. Okay, well thanks, Cam. Thanks for coming on as usual. TCFC updates is where everyone should be uh, looking into on Saturday to see how uh, how you guys get on. Okay, brilliant. Cheers, Dave. Click, listen, enjoy. You're listening to the Cornish Soccer Rappo and Deke's Friday Fix. Well, there we go. That was Cam. Um, two tough games coming up for City this weekend. Um, Rappo, isn't it? Uh, St Albans and then Woking, the current league leaders. Yeah, really tough ones, Davis. In fact, mate, I think it was, you know, I'm glad they got the 2-0 the win. I think it was imperative that they won this one, mate, and got the three points in the bag because, you know... I'm, yeah, not not too confident there'll be too many points um, to be had from, from those two games, Dave, I don't think. No, that's right. Um, especially, well, St Albans away isn't going to be easy. I, I, uh, I was commentating, I think, on their home game recently and uh, it was, uh, well, nip and tuck. And uh, I think that'll be an interesting game. More chance, perhaps, of getting something on that one than they have on Tuesday yeah. against Woking. But should be good attendance Tuesday, I would have thought. They had over 400 there on Saturday, so um, that's looking good for the future, isn't it? Yeah, excellent. Uh, Dave, that was really good to see, wasn't it? You know, back at Tree Road, that's what we wanted, wasn't it? Get the crowds back and, you know, especially in the evening game, mate, a Tuesday night at Tree Road against a team like Woking, mate. I mean, you know, hopefully you might clear 600 for that one, Dave, maybe. Yeah, that's right. Decent weather. The last few yeah. Tuesdays there have been a bit wet, but uh, let's hope the forecast isn't quite so bad for this coming Tuesday. So uh, whilst you're talking about true and got to think about the stadium for Cornwall and all that sort of thing, um, did you see the announcement last week of the Cornwall FA and uh, they're thinking of having their own facility somewhere? Yeah, yeah, I did say that. That's positive news, isn't it? I hope, I hope it comes off, mate. You know, it's... It's certainly pretty impressive setup, isn't it? The one, the Devon one, you know, at Newton Abbott. Mm. So, if there's anything along them lines, Dave, with a, with a, well, probably be a, a three pitch next to it with the offices there, mate, and stuff. Would it be so? That'd be uh, a real sort of boost for the county, mate, wouldn't it? Yeah, that's right. I think, um, I think they're fairly um confident of the funding sort of uh, being there available from the football foundation and whatever so uh, that's not that's not the problem i think probably more of an issue is exactly where it's going to be i think because they're looking from what i understand between sort of bobmin and carlin cross sort of on the a30 sort of corridor so yeah so um well it'll be smack bang in the middle of the county wouldn't it yeah that'd be ideal ideal sort of situation that mate, wouldn't it it'll be um well, it would probably be, be up before the stadium for Cornwall Day, wouldn't it? Oh, how dare you suggest that? <laughs> Still look at the board there, mate. Every time I drive past that, that board is looking <laughs> looking good, mate. It's been there for three years. Yeah. Is that the one without True City Football Club on it? That's the one, mate. Yeah. <laughs> OK, let's move on swiftly before we get shut down. Um, yeah. Bet of the week. It's time for our weekly bet of the week slot. Remember, only bet if you can afford it. So, Rappo, 
Tell me the worst how did we get on last week? Oh, mate, Dave. You, well, remember, remember last week, mate. We had Dortmund letting in three goals in the last quarter hour. Yeah. This one won. <laughs> this one was nearly as unlucky as that, mate. We had, uh, well, we had Atletico. They won one nil away, and Marseille won three nil at home. So that was two in the bag. Again, mate, waiting on the last game, mate. I did say. You know, Fenerbahce, you know, in Turkey, they're struggling a little bit, yeah. surprisingly, you know, near the, well, just off the relegation zone, mate, level with points with the bottom three teams. So they are struggling, struggling, but they made a lot of signings in the window and I thought they might pick up and they were one all day after half an hour and they played against 10 men for, what was it, mate, an hour, mm. nearly an hour, 57 minutes and uh, they couldn't get that winner, mate, so... <laughs> So, yeah, so uh, two, well, I thought it was in the bank, mate, you know, when I saw they had a bloke sent off the other team and, you know, I thought they got the old second half to, to get a winner, but not to be, Dave, you know, obviously, William Mills, uh, a rich man. We must be, uh, our, our pot must be going down a little a little bit now. Yeah, a little bit. It's still pretty healthy, to be fair, Dave. I, I, we've, well, we've bet 55, mate, after 11 shows. And we've won 104, so we're still 49 up on the bookies, mate. So oh, okay. not too bad, mate, really. Not too bad. But but the last couple of weeks, mate, you know, we could have been well up, you know, with those two unlucky weeks, mate. But before, like you, say, that's, before that's... you um, go into this week, did you see that guy who bet for two goalless draws uh, on Tuesday's Champion League games? No, mate, didn't see that. Yeah, put a, I think he put a fiver on and won about a thousand pounds. So, Crikey. yeah, something like that. So, because that's oh, relatively unusual, I would have thought two goalless draws in. Yeah, true, mate. Yeah. Especially with those strike forces, mate. That well, yeah. Played on Tuesday night. That's true. Yeah. So, a right, great man, mate. Yeah. So, who do you fancy for this weekend? Then, what have we got coming up? Yeah, well, I've got. Well, I've gone for four, Dave. I mean. You know, they couldn't get three like last week, but but I've gone for well, pretty hot favourites really, Dave. Which obviously in the betting world means nothing, mate, does it? But um, but I've gone for um, a couple of European games, mate. Juventus home to no, sorry, mate. Juventus away to Bologna, who are in the bottom three, and Juve obviously ten points clear, I think now, mate. So they were one to two, so I thought that was a decent price, mate. Um, Atletico. At home after their brilliant morning against Juve, mate, uh, mm. the other night. They're at home to Villarreal, who they're not the team they were in Spain, mate. So I think Atletico, you know, we saw the atmosphere at their new stadium, and I mean, it, you know, they're, they're doing well there, mate. It's a bit of a fortress. So I think they'll win win that one at home. Um, Celtic, mate, one to six, uh, not the greatest ever price. Against Motherwell, mate, who won their last six games, so Oof. could be dodgy, mate, but but I think Celtic, you know, they're so far ahead of, well, they're not in the, the league table, don't show that, mate. Obviously, Rangers, Aberdeen, and Kilmarnock all within sort of six points, but I think Celtic, you know, they'll be too strong for Motherwell at home. Um, I watched that, the game actually Christmas Day the, the last time Celtic played Motherwell at home and it was 3-0 and it could have been about 8 mate so so uh, I'm hoping that'll be a, a, a banker and then I've just thrown in the League Cup final day Man City they're 8-15 to 15 to beat Chelsea I, mm. you know I know they both well Chelsea are playing tonight aren't they so I'm hoping 
you know, might go extra time or something, mate. Tired legs. But, um, yeah, that's it, mate. But I know City played as well in the week. But, um, and they had 10 men, didn't they? But but I think City will be too good at Wembley for, for Chelsea, mate, the football they're playing. So they were 8-15, to 15, so I thought I'd throw that one in as well. And that's a fiver, Dave, obviously a, a usual fiver. And that's 24 quid back, mate. Right, OK, well, that's... Uh... Yeah. So we get back into winning ways. Well done. Yeah, that. be nice, mate. Good. Your Cornish podcast. Right now, you were watching Junior Cup last Saturday, weren't you, Rappo? So uh, yeah. Uh, every so often, it's it's strange that our fixtures throw up uh, the case where two sides meet two following Saturdays. We had um, we had St Morgan against Foxhall last Saturday in the Junior Cup. Uh, this week, the top two sides in the Dutchy Premier meet again, and here's St Morgan's manager, Ash Bicknell. Last Saturday, Junior Cup against uh, Foxhall Stars, everyone suggested it was going to be a cracker of a game, and by the sounds of it, it was. Yeah, it definitely was. Um, two good teams, you know, showing really good football for 120 minutes. Not perhaps the football we see from both sides every weekend being allowed so much time on the ball but it was more of a battle but that's what you get in a quarterfinal with a big cup and you know with a good turnout of the ground as well that's what we got the two good teams fighting for their place in the semi-final and it went well almost right down to the wire didn't it it was a, a last minute goal wasn't it I think by Foxhall yeah it was it went right down to the wire you know whether that was the last kick of the first half or the last kick of the second half or you know halfway through um extra time it seems that the the end of every half produced some sort of moment um which is really good for the neutral because you know kept, kept everyone you know wanting to see more but it was Foxville we got the winner with I think about 80 seconds to go and even then St Morgan and us we had three corners to finish the game which we just couldn't convert you know I narrowly missed one at the back post and the following corner, we had a, you know, another scramble in the box, so it, it went right down to the last second, which is good for any neutral. And as far as the Junior Cup goes uh, now, Foxhall, do they look worthy uh, prospects of winning the, the, the competition, do you reckon? Um, a lot of people said this would be the final um, when, when it was drawn, but to be honest, I think if you get to the semi-final, you know, no disrespect to Frogpool, who are a couple of leagues uh, below, I think they're in the semi-final for a reason. I've heard a log and a strong. Mm. You never know what you never know what turnout you get from Malzal. So Foxhall will know it's not a given, but I think they've been tipped, and you know, rightfully so. I think without saying too much, I think us and Foxhall probably fancied ourselves for the cup if we went on and won that match, and they'll definitely be feeling like they're the strongest team in there at the minute. Okay. Uh, and the quirky way that fixtures throw themselves up, uh, you've actually got Foxhall again this coming Saturday, haven't you? We have, yeah. We've got them in the league. Um, you know, some people after the game last week were calling this uh, a league final, weirdly. But um, I don't quite think it's that. We're only in February still. It's obviously a big game and neither teams have dropped many points. But I think um, both teams will be looking to avoid defeat. That's the sort of feeling I get. Um you know, the game after 90 minutes last week ended in a draw. And I think, you know, if you offered a draw to Foxhole last week, they probably would have taken it the way we played. But um, I believe this week coming there will be slightly weaker and we're going to be slightly stronger with our squad selection with suspensions finishing. So, you know, 
two weeks in a row is always tricky and we've got to think um, what we did well last week and what we didn't do so well and how we can change that to try to get all three points this week. Mm. As you say, it's, the season's still got a long way to go. Both of you have only played 11 games, so exactly halfway at the moment. You've lost the one game. I'm assuming that wasn't against Foxhall there. No, we lost to Berrien back, uh, oh, I think, at the start of October, just a, a day where we had 12 players, which is you know not not very often we have 12 players. Usually a strong 16, but short on the day, and we just not not one single player turned up that day. But you know, I think Foxhall still wants to travel to Varian. We we struggled against Varian in both games. We we played well in the second half of the second one to get a result there. And there are some teams left that Foxhall got to play. I know they've got to play Tour Point twice as well. And you know, they're tricky games. You know, I think we played a lot of the top teams already. Yeah. And it's you know, if we can get a result this weekend, I think we'll really fancy ourselves for the last ten games then. Now, I don't know, without going into the, the detail too much, but reading the forum, it sounds as if the referee might have just uh, seen a couple of incidents differently from people watching the game. Um, does it make any matter that I think he's also fixtured for this game as well, coming up on Saturday, isn't he? Um, to be honest, uh, Dave, I'm not a very frequent member of the uh, Corner Shocker forum. I don't have an account on there, but I occasionally go on and read what's on there. And the first thing I'd like to point out, having read the uh, Junior Cup chat, is no one from the first team, definitely I can't speak for the whole club, no one from the first team has an account on there. I, I asked them at the start of the season if we could keep everything off social media mm. and any comment made on there is not from a St Morgan first teamer. We took the result, we had a good chat after the game and we said, right, we'll leave it there. Now, I was fully aware we've got Paul Boston again this weekend for the same fixture. Um, and, you know, things happen in football. We... We believe, and there was a few around the ground that believe Paul may have got a couple of bigger decisions wrong. But um, you know that that is football. When every week you you have you know a different opinion to the other manager or the other team, and yeah, like I said, he, he may have made a mistake. Everyone's human. Um, that's definitely why we wouldn't have too much to say about the the matter. But also, Paul comes to Travarian again this week, and it's only fair for him to come with a fresh mind like both teams will and you know his performance this coming Saturday needs to be made on a, on a clear mind rather than comments from us or Foxhole judging his decisions this Saturday as well mm. and that's the beauty of football isn't it we all see different games or we all see different things in the same game uh, and uh, it's amazing I go along to a lot of matches now and just listen to the supporters and they are watching a different game for me most of the time yeah, that, that is the beauty of football. Um, you know, I could tell you something totally different to the person stood next to me, but um, I, I would like to think uh, maybe on reflection, Paul may have thought that maybe the, the penalty was the one we felt we were hard done by and maybe Paul didn't see the push. But, you know, that's just, that's just one of those things. You know, yeah. he, may, he may not have seen it. I don't know what view Paul had of it. But, you know, it, sometimes it goes against you. Unfortunately, it's coming a cup game, you know. If I was to happen in the league, you always get another game to try and make up for it. But no, it's um, yeah, no bad blood at all. We've got him again this weekend. He's a good referee, and everyone's capable of making mistakes. You know, people would say we made mistakes for the goals. So yeah, that's, that's just true. being a footballer or part of a football day, to be honest. Yeah, and and you play yourself. Are you a regular player for St Morgan? Um, so I moved to St Morgan two seasons ago now as a player. And um, Jim left us in the summer as our manager. So I 
I filled the gap as such for the, for the summer during the preseason games and training. I'm a sports coach myself, so I ran a few drills at training, and then it suddenly got to the first league game, and everyone was looking around at who was going to pick the first team, and kind of I stepped into that role as such. But um, I have been called upon a couple of times to play. Um, I, I think I've only started one game, and it was away to vary in a couple of weeks ago. But it's difficult when you're on the pitch to then. Um, you know, keep the team going from the sidelines. You, I, you know, I've had help from others, which is always great. But in an ideal scenario, I wouldn't be on the pitch. And this weekend will be a little bit stronger, which allows me, hopefully, not to get up. So, um, yeah, that's. I've only had two seasons at Morgan playing, and obviously this year I've taken the manager's role. So, right. And what position do you normally play then? Um, well, under Jim, I played as a centre forward, like a holding uh, centre forward. Striker, sorry, but this year I've gone back to what I class my natural position as a holding midfielder. Mm. So even though when I'm on the pitch, I suppose I can still see a lot of it. So I try to give you know, what I think and what I can see the best encouragement I can. Yeah, uh, It sounds as if you, you were to some extent thrown into the manager's role, but uh, have taken it on with a, with a gusto. But are you enjoying it? Um, yeah, I, I, I suppose I was um, thrown into it in terms of no one knew it was coming, but it was one of those things I've, I'd always considered, maybe not, I'm only 23 years old now, so maybe not so early in my life, but <laughs> yeah. I def- definitely feel like I would like to at some point go on and manage again. So, um, no, I'm enjoying it though. The, we've got a great bunch of boys, which always helps. And, you know, we've got a really talented squad. So no matter what decisions I make, I know I've got 11 good players on the pitch and however many good subs sat behind me. So it helps having a good bunch of lads and a good football in the side as well. And final question: You're in the Dutch league. The, what about trainings and things like that? Do you get? Uh, do you have regular training? Do you have good turnouts? Yeah. So uh, we train twice a week. We train on a Tuesday and a Thursday. Twice a week. Um, twice a week. Yeah. But um, I can honestly say that we do have good turnouts, and that's probably the reason. You know, before Saturday, that we were competing across three different cups. You know, second in the league and quarterfinal to come in the knockout cup and there was a quarterfinal against Fox on the weekend but the boys put in a lot of effort you know it's not just a Saturday thing for us it's Tuesday nights Thursday nights and then you know even a get together on a Saturday morning we always try to meet about half past nine on a Saturday morning for those that can and we go through a few things before the match then so yeah there's a lot that's gone on behind the scenes but as I say it's a good group of boys that are all willing to help out in whichever department they can well, it certainly sounds that things are going well up there at St Morgan. Um, you play on a holiday caravan park, don't you? We do, yeah. We play at Trevarian uh, Holiday Site, yeah. Yeah, and what's the sort of pitch and facilities like? Um, for uh, away teams, they usually struggle to adjust. <laughs> I think um, I think we've found a way of playing at home. I think we've, we haven't conceded in the league now since our only league defeat against Varian, which I think was on 6th of October. So we have found a way of keeping clean sheets and winning games at home, whereas um, even Fox on the weekend, I was speaking to Lee Wetters, and he was saying it's a very difficult place to play. It's very windy. Um, you know, it, it's usually quite wet. We get a lot of rain, obviously, this time of year, and it, it's heavy. But, um, no, like I said, we've found a way to play at the minute, and it's working. So for us, we... You know, it is a home, and we try to pick up as many points as we can there. Well, let's uh, let's hope that secret that you've got uh, continues for the rest of the season, and 
and thanks for coming on, Ash, and all the best for the rest of the campaign. Perfect. Thank you, Dave. You're listening to the Cornish Soccer Rappo and Deke's Friday Fix. Well, Rappo, uh, there's Ash. I, I reckon it's going to be another tight game coming up between those two sides, don't you? Yeah, sounds like it, Dave, doesn't it? Sounds like it would have been a great final, really, mate, doesn't it? Those two, shame they got drawn together at, at this stage of the tournament, really, mate. But, but um, personally, mate, you know, I, I'm glad to see three West teams in the last four. You know, it's nice to see. It's been dominated by the East, you know, over the last few years, really, haven't they? And, yeah. I, you know, went for Foxall at the start, mate. So, you know, stay stick with that. I think they're big favourites still, Dave, aren't they? I would have thought so. You look at the squad they've got. They've certainly got some names there, haven't they? It's a yeah. question of whether the legs will still go, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, to be honest, mate, Ash spoke really well, mate, didn't he? Uh, you know, surprised like when when he said he was 23. I thought, crikey, he's you know pretty switched on. He was quite gracious as well. I thought Dave about the game. You mm. know, it would have been easy to be a bit bitter, wouldn't it? But yeah. and towards you know pull the ref as well. So. Wish wish a lot more people had his attitude, mate, if, if I'm honest, Dave. Yeah, and what did you think about training twice a week? Unbelievable, mate, yeah. I mean, you know, when he said they train twice a week and meet up at half nine on a Saturday morning, I mean, you know, most Southwestern League sides don't do that, mate, do they? <laughs> no, <laughs> no. At the moment, there's a, there's a couple of Peninsula sides that I think they get, they're lucky if they get seven turning up for training, let alone twice a week. Yeah. Yeah, you see why they're doing so well, mate. Yeah, that's right. OK, let's have your review of the LWC Drinks Combination League from last Saturday. Yes, Dave. Um, well, there were eight league matches, mate, last week. Um, all on as well, mate, which is a bit different to this time last year, I think. Mm. Um, champions and league leaders, Perrin Porth, had a real hard fought win at Clyde Croft, mate, against... Um, bottom three hosts, Retrieve United, who, who were absolutely superb on the day, apparently, mate. Um, this season's uh, league-leading scorer, uh, Justin Monkey Searle, mate, to his friends. Uh, took his season's league and cup total to 33 with both goals in the really narrow 2-1 win. Second place, Penryn. Uh, they went a goal down, mate, at home at Kernick Road to St Agnes, but but they celebrated their new red box nets, mate. <laughs> they made their debut and um, they turned the game around, mate, to win 3-1 with uh, Ryan Reeve taking his season's tally to 31 with a brace. Third place, Halston, they won their local-ish derby against Lizard Orgol, 8-2. Mate. Uh, Aaron Colick come off the bench to score two penalties in that game, along with another brace from... Well, guess who, Dave? You know, you know what I'm going to say, maybe. Oh, no. <laughs> well done to Charlie Young again, mate. Charlie Young. <laughs> Player of the season, and he got to be. Well done, Charlie. Another, another two goals for him. And fourth place, Bournemouth. Uh, they bounced back to form with a good, solid home win in their derby against a very dangerous Wendron, mate, who, who, well, they won recently at Penryn, so it could have been a tough game. Fifth place St. Day, they come away from a potentially tricky match at Pendee, mate, with a, with a decent 2-0 victory. Never an easy place to go. And Mullion, uh, they earned a great point at Travassic Park against Ale, fresh from their win at Falmouth last week. So uh, 
They led twice in the game, Mullion, but finally had to settle for a, a draw, courtesy of a Cameron Irish hat-trick for the hosts. Last week's charity cup giant killers, mate, at Luggan, they had a late winner through Ashley Smith to come away from St Just with a hard-fought 2-1 win, where the Tinners will probably feel a bit aggrieved um, not to have earned at least a point from that game, apparently. And finally, Colt Rose won their local derby at the airbase against Port 11, uh, 4-0, mate, with Matt Bullcock, mate, scoring a debut goal. Um, difficult choice this week, Dave. Um, I mean, it was a no-brainer last week with a Luggan with a with a win, but and Scoffy playing so well. But uh, I've gone. <laughs> well, it's a team that lost actually, Dave. I've I've gone for a Drew United, mate, as team of the week. Right. Um, just probably Pippin Mullion. But I mean, all they they all they you know they they lost at home to Champ- Champions Perranporth. I mean, even the Perranporth reports that I've got, mate, said. How lucky they were to win, really, and Madrid deserved at least a point. So, mm. you know, for a bottom three side, you know, well, well done to them. Hope they can kick on now, you know, for the rest of the season. Mm. Um, a bit of honour in defeat there, mate. I think. Um, the player of the week, mate. I've gone. I know Cameron Irish had a hat trick, mate, for Ale, but I've gone for Falmouth Towns. Reese Allen, Reese scored Towns' first goal with an exquisite chip from the edge of the area and then set up the second with a brilliant cross for Brody Kemp to head home and was superb all day in their 2-0 win against Wendron so he made the difference in that match and uh, well he's got some great tunes Dave hasn't he with dad Steve Fraggles Alan mate <laughs> Fraggles is certainly one of the toughest defenders I ever played against back in the day and a top bloke with it so he's got some good genes mate so it's uh so team of the week, mate, Madrid United and player of the week, Reese Allen, Dave. And just looking at the league table, uh, it just seemed to be sliding down. Six, yeah. 16th now out of 19. I know, mate. You always, yeah. You always think of St. Just, mate, as a top six, eight team, mate, don't you? Because they're so, you know, used to be so good at home, didn't they? they mm. You know, hardly anyone went down there and turned them over, but don't seem to be the case so much these days, mate. But... Yeah. I know Steve's had a few problems, you know, Steve Cano with the never getting the same sort of teammate two weeks in a row. He's got a really good really good going forward, mate, but you know, I think they've let a few goals in, haven't they, more than they would normally do at St Just. So okay. Yeah. Okay. So anything else to report on the combo scene? Yeah, well just a couple of games this week, Dave really, yep. uh, that catch the eye this Saturday could potentially be you know, beauties, I think, mate, is, uh, is Perrin Wild v Penryn in a local derby. I think that would be a real test for second place Penryn against a team who've won nine, I think, nine of the last 11, 11 or 12 games. So, oh, he's a tough, you know, on Perrin Wild, you know, on that pitch, mate. Mm-hmm. You know, I've played on it a lot of times, mate. Love it myself, like, but it's not the best for the visitors, is it? And <laughs> and the other one, mate, I think Perrin Porth v Falmouth. First speed fourth. That could be that could be a good game, I think, though. Good yeah. footballing game. Well we'll come to that one later in our predictions, won't we? So um Right, mate, yeah. Bit, yeah. It's a tricky one to call. Okay. Yeah. Right. Uh whilst we're talking about the combo, it's uh, sort of counterpart in the East, the um uh Mortgage Advice Bureau East Cornwall Premier League must just say that um 
Thanks to Mike Murray for sending me the League Cup semi-final details. That's uh, sponsored by RM Graphic Design. Still a lot of teams left in it because uh, the quarterfinals is still to be staged. But um, Mevagizzi or Callington Town versus St Stephen or Plimstock United. And the other semi-final will be between Paul Perrell or St Allstall versus St Minver or Torpoint Athletic. So uh, that's a semi-final draw, but obviously lots of uh, minutes of football to be played before they get to that because the quarterfinals are still to be staged. So, so um, now, Rapper, you're a striker yourself, aren't you? Or were you? How many goals uh, did you well, score? Uh, well, 2005, flukes, uh, though. Uh, Lucky flukes. girls. <laughs> well, no doubt you're keeping a close eye on the progress of Jordan and Nier. Yeah. It's uh, it's already an impressive tally knocked up by him. Yeah, doing well, mate, isn't it, Jordy, mate? I, you know, I'm a big fan of Jordy's, David. Not because, like, obviously, my old mate, Den, you know, is... Uh, it's, well, I can remember Geordie, mate, when he was in Tracy's stomach, mate, you know. <laughs> but um, Tom and Geordie, you know, kids growing up, when I used to play with Dan at Penzance and Nuki and all, mate. And But, um, but yeah, yeah, follow his progress a lot, Dave. And he's, well, goal a game, isn't he, mate, at the moment? Yeah, that's right. That's, uh, that's what he told me at the start of uh, our interview. Yeah, no, I think it's like 13 starts, 15 goals, something like that, uh, 17 um, overall. Right, just mm. just what the one defeat? Yeah, um, yeah, it was a bit of a disappointing one, really. We um, we were on quite a good run, and then we had chipping Sodbury at home, and we we, well, we were expected to beat them, but yeah, that was the um, that's the only defeat we've had, which which is quite good, really. Yeah, really. I mean, you could almost say it's been a it's been a bit of a dream start for you, stepping up a level, isn't it? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Um, it was. Because always, because um, last year I um, obviously went to went and played a game for Willand, and then um, they sort of had a bit of a taste of what it was like. But yeah, it's been it's been really good, um, like adapting to it and getting to know what the uh, like the step up, the different standards like. So yeah, it's been really good. Because in the summer, obviously, you had the little flutter with Tiverton. Um, what sort of didn't happen there that uh, meant that you didn't, you know, join them on a permanent basis? Um, well, we sort of, I had, uh, it was a bit of a dis- disruptive, um, pre-season really. I was away a bit, came back, played like a game, then went away a bit and then came back again. And, um, it was, I think it was more my fitness really. I, I think I played like three, maybe four games, scored twice, uh, like a couple of assists. So I think it wasn't, I didn't think it was the performance side of it. I think it was more the fitness he he sort of said like to go away and um at that time it was to go back to Falmouth and um like get back up to match tempo and um and see where it went from there but um but yeah haven't haven't had any contact since so yeah when did you get uh, any idea that Parkway might be interested in you um it was i can't remember when it was i think it was october time ish or obviously in the summer, um, Lee was Lee was messaging me, um, just sort of say like, obviously they had stepped up and um, last year with them being in our league, he obviously saw me um, a few times and just sort he he wanted me up there then. Um, but I sort of said I wanted to give it a bit more time at Falmouth, 
Um, and then, and then they asked me again. And I just thought, didn't know how many more times I'd get the opportunity to try and step up. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So I thought I'd just give it a go. And yes, working out all right so far. Yeah, I guess you can't afford to turn people down too often, too many no, times, can you? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> so, did you have a chat with your dad and your brother as to what you should do or not? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I spoke to spoke to dad. Obviously, I worked with dad, so I was with him quite a lot throughout the day and stuff. So, had a few chats with him, and he sort of said this like sort of same thing. Like, you don't know how many chances you're going to get. It's always it's always worth giving it a go and stepping up and see what it's like. If if it doesn't work out, then I know um, there's always to drop down and come back down and carry on down here. But yeah, because it's always it's always going to be difficult, isn't it? Settling into a different club. I mean, I know that a lot of the players you would have known from playing against, but to be training and, and playing, you know, in their change room as such, uh, you know, it it takes a little bit of settling in, doesn't it? What's been the most difficult aspect of settling in? Do you think so far? Um, yeah, I think like you said, it's obviously. I knew that, like the likes of like Carts and Shane Crack. I, I sort of not knew them, but obviously I never played with them before. So everywhere I've sort of played, I've had a couple of people there that I was obviously mates with, or either I've been playing with like Tom, pretty much wherever I've been. Um, so yeah, it was sort of going in and settling in and trying to like adapt to the new like, sort of way that that they um, sort of do it. Obviously, the step up was like more intense and um like training was more intense and then going into the sort of game days like a different different approach to it so yeah I, I didn't i didn't struggle too much to sort of settle in but yeah it was it was obviously different and a, and a, a different routine i mean more traveling leaving home for games earlier midweek later getting home for example what time did you get home last week from from your game at wellington um I think oh, I think the earliest I think we played a midweek uh, cup game against Wells City. Mm. Um I think that got back at like one thirty in the morning. Right. Okay. Um but yeah, like like I've said to other people, like the the travelling the travelling part of it doesn't really bother me. Like obviously I was I was um like able and like willing to go up to Tiverton at the start, so which was obviously is obviously further than Plymouth but mm. Yeah, it's literally an hour from my door um, to the to the ground at Plymouth. So, and then every away game we have a bus. So it's not it's not too bad. I mean, every it's like a home game. It was it'd be no different if I was playing away at like Tavistock. It was it's sort of getting home the same sort of time. So it's just the away games that are a bit extra. That's all. Could do with a slightly more reliable coach, though, perhaps. Yeah, <laughs> we've had a <laughs> few issues. We. Um, yeah, we had a we played Shortwood away, which was um, funnily enough our longest away trip, and we had to stop halfway. And the skylight in the roof, it was I think that day it was raining quite a lot, and the skylight was leaking. And then our trip the other day, we had it got broke down, so we had to call another one. And yeah, oh we had a couple of uh, hiccups <laughs> with the buses. Yeah, certainly though on the pitch, no hiccups. I mean, you had. Uh... The current Western League leaders, Will and Rovers, on Saturday, you won two 0 in front of a crowd of of over two hundred, so uh, four hundred. Sorry, so oh, yeah. you're now in the race for the title, aren't you? Uh, I know you're four points behind Willen. You've got a game in hand though, but there's also the likes of Westbury and Bitten. So it's going to be an exciting running, I, I reckon, don't you? Yeah, definitely. Um, I think before I before I got to Parkway, they 
they had a bit of a blip in October. I think they lost like four, maybe three or four maybe games and they sort of thought then, oh, that was the season over. But yeah, since then, I mean, since I've been there, like you said, we've we've only lost one game and 16 wins Like other than that. So yeah, like it's, it's really starting to heat up now. We we sort of go into every game as as like as chasing. So we, we we're sort of excited by the chance of going into every game and needing to win to be able to keep up with the likes of like you said, Bitten, Westbury, and obviously Partway or um, Willem to a top. So yeah, it's going to be a really interesting um, latter part of the season. And overall, though, is there? Uh, much of a noticeable difference in the standard of football that you know, like you're playing now in the Western compared to the Southwest Peninsula. Um, yeah, it's a it's a bit more a bit more physical tempos, like it's like a bit quicker, and I think obviously like the ability of like most of the players is like a bit a bit better. But um, but like I think people have said before, the top three or four teams in the Southwest Peninsula they could easily hold their own in the in the Western League, so mm. it's not it's not like a major jump, but you, you can see the difference, like in different aspects of the game. Yeah, yeah. but you've certainly not stopped scoring goals. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's been uh, it's been quite good. I think pl- sort of playing up front with carts uh, really helps. They sort of when I've been up there with him, they sort of aim towards him, and I, I'll play off him. Or if I've been up there on my own, it's it's been a bit of a it's been a good good challenge um, sort of playing up there on my own because I didn't really do it much at Falmouth. Obviously, when um, last season I had Marcello up front with me, he was he was the sort of ball player who they'd get find his feet. So yeah, it's been it's been really good. Yeah. What's been the best goal you've scored so far for Partway? Um, best goal uh, I scored one from sort of forty yards out against Shortwood. The goalie sort of came out. This kicked it, and I've sort of controlled it on the edge of the on the uh, touchline and cut in and lobbed him. Um, header on Saturday was was quite good against uh, Willand. Yeah, I bet that was good because you had a decent crowd there, didn't you? So uh, yeah, yeah, it was, yeah, it was really good. Yeah, and of course you can still play for Falmouth Town if there isn't a clash. So that, that's a, quite a good arrangement as well, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, I came back and played against uh, Sonorso in the cup and. Yeah, so sort of midweek games when I think they've got a couple of their semi-finals coming up, which I haven't actually looked to see if they've clashed. Um, with our games, I'm sure Wesley will be on the <laughs> on the on the phone if they don't. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's it's really good just to. I mean, if if for some reason Partway's game is called off, then it's always good to go back and also keep up my fitness if I get any minutes for Falmouth and it's just nice to go back and see all the guys I'm still friends with like all of them so yeah, yeah it's great and, good am I right in thinking you're a Liverpool supporter I am indeed yes so you're off in a moment to watch them are you yeah I'll be uh, I'll be sitting down with dad in front of the telly yeah d- d- does he does Dennis support Liverpool as well yeah yeah he's, he's a Liverpool fan as well oh didn't realise he was that mad but uh, <laughs> but so it must be quite um uh, quite a novel for you, actually. Liverpool in with a chance of winning something, you know, the league title. Well, yeah, they're going to do it or not? Mm, I don't know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> don't want to get my hopes up. I know it's um, every other person on the uh, in the Premier League doesn't want us to win, <laughs> um, which would sort of make it a bit more bittersweet if we do. But yeah, it's um, it's 
going to be a tough one. I know Man City have sort of hit a, their form at the right time, scoring. Well, they absolutely annihilated Chelsea the other week, and they just seem to be scoring for fun. So it's going to be. I mean, don't go wrong. If we if we win all of our games, then we win it. So there you go. Just, that's all you got to worry about. That's all. Yeah. So okay. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Jordy. Uh, thanks for coming on. And uh, well. I might not wish Liverpool the best for the rest of the season, being a, <laughs> being a Spurs supporter, of course. Sure. And, uh, but but certainly, let's hope you do well with Partway and uh, and uh, you know do well in the league and perhaps come back for Falmouth and win something as well. Yeah, cheers, Dave. Thank you. Your Cornish soccer podcast. Right, there's Jordan there. I, I bet they had a, a great evening watching a nil-nil draw, don't you? Liverpool against Bayern Munich. I tell you what, Dave could have done with Geordie coming on last ten minutes and that one, mate. <laughs> <laughs> to, to break this up, I tell you what, mate. I bet there's a bit of banter in the near household, mate, because you got Dan and Geordie, they're big Liverpool fans, mate, and Tracy's a United fan, <laughs> and and brother Tom, mate, he's a he's a Newcastle man, he is, mate. So why, why, is, he, why is he why is he Newcastle? Yeah, I never knew that, mate. When he was, he's been it, you know, he's, since he was little. I remember when he was about five or six, mate. I think me, me and was at Penzance at the time. I remember Geordie turning up with a Newcastle shirt, you know, kicking around there. And I said to Ben, mate, you know, have you, can't you talk him into, you know, Liverpool? Like, I think Tracy tried to talk him into being United, and I think Tom went his own way, mate. <laughs> <laughs> so, good on him, really. Mind you, I think that's that Kevin Keegan, you know, he's probably bought up on that Kevin Keegan Newcastle team, was he? Uh, yeah, that that was a good side, wasn't it? But, there's, a, there's a question. Anyone who good. sees Tom tomorrow? Or later today, ask him why he supports Newcastle. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, good on him. A good crowd at Portway Day, by the way, as well, wasn't there? Yes, yeah. Oh, big games, top, top, yeah. top of the table side. So um, if they're not going to get them against those sort of teams, they're never going to get a good crowd. But uh, good no, crowd true, and a good mate. win. Yeah, excellent win, mate. From great header from Geordie as well. Mate. He come off the bench and yeah. scored the all-important goal. Nice to see him going to the crowd to celebrate, mate. Yeah, those that's... are the days. Oh, those are the days. Mate. Reminds me of myself a bit. <laughs> I can imagine, mate, when you're scoring all them penalties, mate. <laughs> draw, eh? yeah, there was no crowd to celebrate with. That's the problem. <laughs> right, predictions. Let's uh, let's. Crack on with the predictions this week. Five games from throughout the leagues. Um, I don't. Know. Well, how are we doing so far? It was three-two before last week. Yeah, yeah, still three-two, Dave. <laughs> we, <laughs> no surprise, mate. We did our usual, mate. You know, we got pretty close on a few. We got the score right without getting the result bang on, mate. So, mm. so uh, I think the only one we sort of got wrong was tour point pole para, mate. We both went for an away win. Oh, yeah. point one four three, didn't they? Yeah, they came back. Uh, they were trailing, I think, weren't they? But um, came yeah. back to win that game. So uh, that's, that's right. Yeah, good win. Yeah, I think we was pretty much close, mate. But uh, close, but no cigar in it, mate. They yes. say. <laughs> right. So still three two, mate. After eleven shows. Yeah, so still three two. Never mind. Whose turn is it to go first? I think it might be yours, though. Yeah, I think yeah. I went. I think I went first last week. I think so. it might be okay. So let's start on, uh, with Southwest Peninsula League. Go for the Division One West match: uh, Maisel against Liscard. Uh, Maisel fifth could go third if they were to win their games in hand against obviously Liscard unbeaten in the seventeen games they've played so far in the Peninsula Division One West. Um, well, these two drew one all at Liscard. 
not too long ago, I don't think it was, um, yeah. and Meso only lost three games, so le- three league games. So um, I'm actually going to go for the same result again, one all. Well, that's funny, mate. I, I've uh, I think they're probably the two best footballing teams in the league, man. From what I've seen, mm-hmm. I, don't, I hope I'm not too disrespectful to anyone else, but I've seen these two play, and they're, they're pretty, you know, like, like, like the way they play at pace as well, mate. Mm-hmm. And football with a lot of pace. Mm-hmm. In both teams, but I, I've gone for a draw as well, Dave. I, I've gone for a Desmond, though, mate, rather than the one or <laughs> Did so. you notice, by the way, did you notice I got in my Desmond 2 2 with Cam with his prediction? I did, mate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Right, yeah. So you're going two all, I'm going one all. So, um, yes, mate. There we go. So, yeah. moving on to the East Common Premier and uh, in the Premier Division. Uh, Weybridge Town versus St Stephen's Borough. Yeah, um, Weybridge not did well as, as well as I thought they would, mate. Really, um, but St Stephen's Borough, mate. Obviously, they play on their three G pitch, mate, don't they? They're inside at home, mm. but I can, I can see them getting an away win actually. Yeah, mate. Um, I'll go three one, mate. St Stephen's. Ah, right. That's interesting. I mean. Uh... I've actually gone for the same result, but to Weybridge, not St Stephen's. So, uh, I mean, the two only yeah. met last month. Weybridge won three one then. So, um, so yeah. I'm having the faith in in the Bridgers. I reckon they'll win that one three one. Hope you're right, mate. Hope you're right. Um, right, LWC Combination League: Perranporth versus Farmouth Town. Top against fourth. Um, you've already mentioned Justin. Now, what? Why is his nickname Monkey? By the way, Cyril. Yeah, I, I don't know, Dave. <laughs> we've mentioned that before, I'll have haven't to we? Ask I Luke. Yeah, we must, yeah. We must find out. Find out from Luke Walk when he rings yeah. you up with his match report. So, uh, so anyway, um, yeah, those two, Justin Cyril, Luke Walk, scoring goals, Farmworth. Yeah. They've lost nine games already in the league. So, and did I see that Gavin Perrington, their top scorer, he played for someone yeah. else last Saturday, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. Ruin, ruin minor, Dave. I think it was. So I he's left Farmers Town, presumably. <laughs> well, it looks like it, mate. I mean, I think Gavin does tend to have a few clubs, doesn't he, this season? Oh, really? um, I'm okay. not sure why. Like you know, he's well, good finisher, mate. Yeah. Are you ready for this result, Rappel? I'm gonna, just about to predict Paraport. Five, Farmer Town yeah. one. Oh, brave, mate, brave. I've gone for goals as well. I've gone for six goals as well, Dave, but I've gone 4 2, mate. Wow. I think, yeah. Actually, mate, Bryn, I think Brim Wheeler's at Ruin Minor as well. Remember Brim, mate? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, playing? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, right. That's hell of a front two, mate, isn't it? If uh, <laughs> that's right. Yeah. But, but yeah. Some, I think they're pretty ambitious then, Ruin Minor, mate. To... Right. Okay. Pick up the league, so see what happens there. One to watch. Then we got Dutchy Premier, St Morgan against Foxhall. We've obviously yeah. heard from Ash Bicknell, the uh, St Morgan manager. What's your thoughts on this one? Yeah, I mean, it's hard to separate the teams, isn't it, really? I've, um, it, when you play teams that close together again, maybe it, is, you know, it sort of breeds familiar, familiarity a little bit, mate, doesn't it? I've had mm. a team... You know, my career, mate, you know, sort of played them three times in a month and it's not very often you win all three, you know. So, I, I don't know, mate. I, 
I've gone for another 2-2. Two, two. I, I, I don't think I can split them, I don't think, Dave, after mm. 90 minutes. Yeah, that's. I was tempted to do that. Uh, um, as you said, repeat the last week's close encounter. But, and let's face it, if Foxhall win it, I think the title's theirs, don't you? So um, Yeah. So because of that, I'm going to go with St Morgan 2, Foxhall 1. Good on, mate. So yeah. uh, keep the keep the league race going for a little bit longer. Yeah, Trelawney yeah, good game, that's for sure. Yeah, that's right. Sorry, Trelawney Premier Luggan RBL uh, third in the division against Helston Athletic fifth in the uh, Premier Division. Um, first meeting in this of uh, these two in this in the league this season. Although Luggan did win five one in the Percy Stevens Cup just before Christmas, so uh, um, although Helston got the better recent form run, I'm going to go with the home side, I think. Elegant 3-1. Yeah, I've gone 4-2, Dave. Right, what, to Elegant? Yeah. Yes, mate, yeah. Yeah, two thriving clubs, really, mate, with the you know, youth set-ups and things, mate, isn't it? Elegant and Helston, so... Yeah, and Helston, as a club, on a, on a Saturday recently, they've been doing really well, haven't they? All, all the teams have been winning. Yeah, yeah, really strong sort of three teams. And uh, I think they've got a group of players, Dave, that don't sort of mind, you know, which team they play for either, are they? So, mm. don't really, you, sometimes you don't get that at um, every club. The idea, some teams are sort of run separately, aren't they? Some first teams sometimes to reserves and, you know, play, good players in the reserves don't want to play for the first team and that. But I think at Lugan, mate, they're pretty much, you know, they're happy to play just for a Lugan, aren't they? You talking about Elugan? I thought you were talking about Helston. Yeah. Oh, sorry, mate. Yeah, I'm talking about Elugan, mate. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, Elston, mate. Well, yeah, it's the same. To be honest, though, isn't it? I mean, you know, I know. You know, I speak to Blake, you know, and again, mate, with, with a combo, obviously, and they, I mean, they've got players that could play. You know, like, well, you know, obviously, mention them every week, mate. You know, Charlie, mate. I mean, you know, they got players there that could play up a level, aren't they, mate, in the in the combo side and. Yeah, uh, I mean, Helston, particularly his first team last Saturday, with, they obviously had a few players out with the county youth squad, um, picked up a good result at Godolphin, didn't they? Two nil winners. Yeah, it was a good result, mate. Yeah, yeah. I think we talked about that last week, didn't we? With all the county youth players out and everything, and yeah. you had to go there and, and still... I think the players they brought in... Was it Jake Flamac, mate? He, he scored, didn't he? And, yeah, sub, I think, came on and scored. That's right. Yeah, so, and, yeah, nice to see. And you're right about Elugan as well. They always seem to be a, a club that sort of um, intermingle between the teams. Um, be interesting to see. I think with them, you know, obviously last season they were in the Peninsula and they've dropped out of that because of the travelling, whatever. They're one of the clubs that I'm assuming have applied for the Step Seven League in Cornwall. Yeah. So the travelling is going to crank back up slightly, isn't it? So it'd be interesting to see how they fair next season if they do uh, go into that so uh, yeah I right. think next season's going to be interesting all round though, isn't it yeah that's right uh, yeah. whilst we're talking about Peninsula League uh, or travelling anyway um, let's uh, let's move on and it's another week gone by uh, but um, South West Peninsula League Secretary Phil Hiscox is with us once more I think it's been a quiet week hasn't it since our last uh, podcast 
Certainly on the pitch, yes. Uh, despite the, the, the very good weather, I, I blame the fixture secretary for not arranging midweek games when it's dry in February. Exactly. Yeah, what's he yeah. doing? Well, he's bloody useless. Who is the fixture secretary? Uh, me. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Should have thought. Right. Yeah, it's... Um, well, what, what's been happening off the pitch? And nothing's been happening on the pitch. Well, it, it's been one of those awkward, or not awkward, uh, peculiar weeks, I suppose. I, I've actually had an awful lot of work on my desk without actually anything of any great excitement. Um, <laughs> for example, I, I've had the old trophy catalogues out, uh, ready to buy or order the medals and trophies for the end of the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got uh, rules revision next Monday, and of course there's a lot of... Uh, going through the rules with the restructure just to change little things that about where at the point might say premier in division one just sort of tidying it up um and i've also had a meeting with uh, the chap who does the league website because uh, again that will need a, a sort of revamp and a change in the summer because at the moment it has sort of three divisions top to bottom and next season we'll have two divisions side to side ah yes of course yes mm-hmm. uh, little so things like that occupied. yeah little things like that sort of go miss or you know people don't realize do they that, uh... no no all those i mean they say you get to the end of the season and there's the sort of trophies and the medals and they don't think that actually sort of january february time you're somebody's up to talk through catalogues and decide what we're having and agree with the treasurer how much we're paying and all yeah. that sort of stuff now whilst we're talking about websites um yeah. i mean with the coming in of the full-time fa league website yeah. set up is there any need for leagues to have their own websites? I suppose the only thing with the full-time one is it, it, it's the advertising and the setup of it is done. Um, if you just, just use a pure full-time one, is is what the FA give you. Right. Uh, what some leagues do is they they integrate the information from full-time into their own look and feel website, which mm. can have other content. Uh, and funny enough, that's exactly what I've asked uh, our website people to do for the summer: is to integrate full-time so that the the results and the fixtures, uh, rather than being set up on full-time and set up on the league website once they're done in full time they will appear on the league website Um, but also by having an independent league website you can have the other bits and pieces you want like the postponement forum um, like the club directory in the way you want it like um, match reports and that sort of thing and um, the input to the full time websites who actually puts that in is that you who does that or um, the full-time one is done jointly between me and Paul Murphy. Uh, Paul, in particular, uses it as a tool for referees' appointments. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Because the one beauty about full-time is if you change a match official or you change a fixture in any way, it will automatically send an email to the people that are connected to that fixture. Right. Uh, so, for example, if... Um, a, a team next Saturday decides to kick off at 2.30 rather than 3 o'clock, just by changing the kick-off time alone will alert the three match officials and both club secretaries and people like Paul and myself right. uh, that that change has been made. OK, right. So, yeah, it's all interesting stuff. Well, it's stuff that we, us outside of the system, don't sort of realise what goes on. So no. We just um, have to know. Right, well, let's um, touch on the old restructuring, get that out of the way early this week, uh, yep. in as much that um, we're getting close to some deadlines now, aren't we? It, what is it, the 24th 
of February Cormac for the Step 7. for the 24th, which um, leads for me to criticise them, but that's a Sunday, so I, I'm presuming I must have their own reasons for, <laughs> for having the 24th. Um, both Devon FA and myself went for the 28th, um, so in, in any event, it's next end, end of next week is the absolute latest. Uh, and there is a meeting next Friday, the 1st of March, uh, between the two counties and the Peninsula League, uh, just to sort of see where we are in terms of, of those applications and interests, um, so that we can then sort of move forward about ground grading and things like that. There's certainly no point, um, you know, doing a ground grading for Step 6 and a ground grading for Step 7 on, on different lists on different days by different people. It's, uh, so it, it's a sort of plan to see where we are after those deadlines. Uh, and these deadlines are for clubs that uh, originally um, expressed an interest to actually get their applications in now yeah, to the, confirm the, the, that Devon interest. and Cornwall's deadlines are for those clubs that uh, expressed an interest to join Step 7 that are outside the current setup, yeah. uh, and they have to contact Devon or Cornwall FA appropriately to confirm that they are actually applying, um, and that there's, a, there's a fee and things involved to, to those county FAs. Uh, from the Peninsula point of view, it's... Um, the deadline is for clubs who do not currently have a ground grading, uh, which includes floodlights, um, to, to, to express, well, not express, they've already expressed the interest, to, to apply to actually be seeking dispensation for promotion. Right, OK. Now, um, one final question on this. Will clubs, um, I mean, obviously, we're talking about step six now, so there's going to be mm -hmm. an East Division and a West Division. Yep. Will clubs, uh, say for example, Lanson, Callington, Torpoint, Saltash, Millbrook, will those mm. sort of clubs have any say at all in whether they might end up in the East or the West? Uh, officially the answer is no, because the FA at Wembley allocate. Mm. I'm hoping locally, um, once we know the exact numbers, we can have a, a sort of rational debate before the FA says, right, that's where the line is. So I'm hoping there will be some um, choice there. And as I think we've previously discussed, the other thing to bear in mind is that we might be in a situation where perhaps, for example, we have 38 clubs. Do, do you have 19 on each side and upset somebody by putting them in a division they don't want to be in? Or do you have 20 and 18 and keep everybody happy? Uh, th those are the sort of the issues that we can talk about. But ultimately, the FA decide. Uh, there was a, a one last season, wasn't there, where Metropolitan Police uh, were taken from the Ishmin League setup and put into the Southern League setup, uh, despite the fact that uh, obviously if the Metropolitan Police area is exclusively in the Ishmin League area, but because they're ground with outside of London to the west of London, uh, they've been plumped into the Southern League. Uh, so uh, they appealed that and lost. Oh, right, right. Um, because it's, it's based on where your ground is. Right, okay. Right, let's move on then. Who's Team of the Week uh, this week, Phil? Uh, team of on the Week. On Twitter Yes. Setup. Well, that's a very good question. Huh? Um, you out. It was St Austell. Of course it was St Austell. <laughs> yes, their 5 0 win over Tavistock. That was a good win, wasn't it? It was a very good win, yes. I mean, oh. it, it, it's funny that Tavistock have, uh, I think they've only lost three times this season in the league. And of course, one of their other defeats was 7 2 away at Bodmin. So they do have a habit when they do lose of yeah. losing big. I was going to say, if you're going to lose, you must do it in style. By well, it. yeah, that seems to be. I'm just trying to very quickly see what the other defeat Well, the other defeat was a bit more narrow. They lost oh, 1 0 at one nil, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so. at X -Mac. But two of the three defeats that they've had have been by <laughs> five goal margins, which is. Uh, uh, right. And, and you, you continue to get good uh, voting numbers for that? 
Yes, yes, we're up to uh, the last two weeks have been pretty well 900 each week. Um, so, so that's that's very good. Yeah, and overall, I'm keeping a sort of tally as to how many votes we've had since the season started. We went past the twenty thousand mark last right. week, so right. that's uh, that's useful to know as well. Right. Um, okay. So, Bobby you... Tracy uh, yeah. were second in the team of the week last week. They had a very good win. I thought they'd get a little bit more of the votes. Uh, they won away at Stoke Gabriel, which has uh, certainly blown the East Division wide open. Yes, that's um, looking a lot tighter, isn't it? Than, uh... it, it certainly is. The, the Bobby have got games in hand, Stoke have got points in the bag, and then there's people like Elmore and Torridge side, um, yeah, and Brixham. It, it's it's going to be a, quite some tussle in that division. Yeah, that's right. So it's a little bit more decided, well, possibly decided in the West with Liscard obviously yeah, I mean, uh, now on top. Moment could be the only team ever to go a Prince League season undefeated. Um, no nobody pressure. in any of the divisions has managed it. Yeah, that's putting a bit of pressure on them, isn't it? <laughs> that is putting a bit of pressure on them. They got a toughie. Well, they could have a they toughie have this got Saturday. They this actually. Saturday. Yes. Yeah, that's yeah, like Dan at Maisel. So, uh, yeah, if, uh, bear in mind that the, in the West Division this season they're only playing 28 fixtures, and obviously some of the teams you'd expect them to get the points on fairly straightforward. Mauser away is probably the toughest fixture they've got left. Mm. Right, so uh, certainly on paper. Well, that's right. It's an easy game on paper. Uh, it, it, we, if it was all played on paper, we, we'd all be happy, wouldn't <laughs> we? We'd all be finished, finished by half past 12 on a Saturday lunchtime. Yeah. OK, so where are you <laughs> off to this weekend then, Phil? A uh, little, little Premier Division double. Friday night, uh, Plymouth Argyle Reserves against Bodmin. Um, they Bob seem to play so. a lot of Friday games, don't they, Argyle? What's that? Yeah. Do, enjoy, do like it and for pressure on I mean, To be fair, last weekend they were due to play Torpoint on the Saturday um, and it was put forward or brought forward to the Friday night not because Argyle wanted it or Torpoint particularly wanted it but because, of course, Devon then played Cornwall in the County Youth Championship on the Saturday afternoon. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was, sometimes they'd sort of drag forward for, for other reasons but certainly... Um, to be fair to, to this particular one, though, Argyll and Bodmin, I'm just looking, Argyll are also going to Bodmin on a Friday night in April. Right. So it's one of those that sort of suits both teams because Bodmin will presumably get a better crowd when Argyll visit Priory Park mm. on a Friday than if they come on the Saturday. Mm. Uh, and then Saturday afternoon, uh, I can't exactly be accused of glamour chasing for this one, but uh, off to Ivybridge versus Sticker. Um, Sticker. Poor old boys, I haven't had a great season and I haven't seen much of them. Uh, so nice to show my face and show the support. It, it would be nice at some point that they do get their first win of the season. Um, whether it'll be this Saturday night, I don't know, but it would be nice to think they'll get one before the season's out. Yes, because in contrast to us mentioning a moment ago about Liscard could go the whole season uh, without losing, uh, presumably, we have had instances where clubs have gone the whole season without winning. Yeah, yeah, there have been a couple. Uh, and, of course, well, until recently, we, we were facing one in each division. Liverton picked up their first win uh, a week or so ago, didn't they? Mm-hmm. So they're, they're off the mark. Um, no disrespect to Ludgeman, but it's, it's difficult to see them uh, likely to pick up uh, a, a win this season. Although, uh, I'm sure they would be team of the week if they did. Um <laughs> Whereas Sticker, they've had five draws, but they just haven't had that one elusive, you know, take a lead and hold on to it. So right. I, I think they'll get one somewhere. I'll get, I'll get one somewhere. There's, there's a tip. Right. Well, there you go. Let's finish with that uh, that tip. Phil Hiscox reckons Sticker will get a win somewhere. Yeah. 
is that in the 50-50 or the raffle or <laughs> on the pitch? We don't know. Could be, could be anywhere. Let's could hope so anywhere. anyway. Right, Phil, well, thanks for that. Um, quiet no week, problem, but we will no doubt start to build up uh, as yeah. the lighter evenings come and the weather yeah. improves. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of cup semi-finals and things all being fixed up through March now. I know there's obviously the Colmer Senior Cup early, but um, the... Um, Devon Premier is also fit in. The Walsey Parsons already fitted in. So, yeah, yeah once we get to, to March, we're going to have uh, some league games and some cup games. Okay, great stuff. Yep. All the best. Enjoy the weekend. You're listening to the Cornish Soccer Rappo and Deke's Friday Fix. Yes. So thanks to Phil there. Now, as he mentioned, uh, Rappo, that uh, what do you think of that result last week's in Austin against Tavistock? Amazing day. Couldn't believe it, really, mate. You know, I was, I was actually, well, I was at the junior cup game and you know, saw the tweets coming through and that, mate. And you know, <laughs> just seemed to every time, I, you know, the, I looked at my phone, and I still scored again, mate. I, I thought that was going to be a real tight game, mate. Yeah. You know, like a, like a, what, like a Desmond or something, mate. You know, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, to five 0 That's probably a result of the season. It sort of opened up the title race a bit again as well, mate. Isn't it really? Yeah, certainly it's it's not going to be all Tavistock's way as uh, no. a lot of us were sort of predicting. Let's hear from Lily White's midfielder Chris Reski, who uh, obviously was involved in the match. I thought after last Saturday's five nil win against Tavistock, it's worth talking to someone from St Austell. What a result! Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. How how did it come about? I mean, I was expecting a, t- a, a tight, you know, a tightly fought game, but five nil. I must admit, um, to be honest, I'm not that you go into any game thinking a little bit not very confident or without positive thoughts, but um, going into Tavistock at home, you never really know what you're going to get because I must admit, I've been on the back of a few hidings from Tavistock recently, so um, (laughs) confidence was a little bit shot, but yeah, no, unbelievable result. Um, the boys were superb. Like I don't think anyone could have thought it was going to be five 0 but um, yeah, no, it was a great start to the game, getting an early goal. But we just couldn't seem to push on from there. Then really, so important, isn't it? The, the early goal just changes the the impetus completely, doesn't it? Yeah, definitely. We got the early goal, and um, like you know, you go one 0 up against Tavi, and that can just fire them up a bit and you know you, you're still well within a game even at 2-0 but we managed to get the second um, before half time which was key and also Chappie made a great save I think it was possibly 0-0 or 1-0 at the time on Sam Davy, and um, that was a crucial moment because I think if they got that goal it kind of gave them a little bit of a boost but going in at half time at 2-0 that was crucial for us Still got to be one of the best keepers in the league, isn't he, Chappie? Oh, yeah, definitely, without doubt. His experience, and yeah, he's been around for, well, seems like forever. But, <laughs> well, he yeah, has no, been. <laughs> he, he has been around forever, yeah, but he, he, he keeps us in the game a lot and and keepers go unnoticed, really, a lot of the time because you can miss, miss chances as forwards or strikers or anything like that, but you make a mistake at, at the back and you get punished. But I find that key goalkeepers is what kind of wins you games really because it's those key moments like on Saturday against Tavi at a crucial stage he's pulled out a great save we've kind of gone on and pushed on from there really and at what stage of the game did you actually feel you had it in the bag I think it was to be honest that well the third goal was crucial we knew we come out the second half 
and keep it tight. You think they're going to get a little bit of a rocket up them at half time, and then they kind of we knew that they were going to come at us, which they did, and we managed to catch them on a counter. I think it was a mistake from them at the back, and I think it was Ed's Ed's that scored the third goal, and he kind of punished them. And you could tell them by also their faces and their sort of body body shape. You could tell that kind of, I think that third goal just um, put it to bed for them, really. And then the fourth and fifth came quite quickly at the end there. And that was, I think, by then, anything that we hit was going in. So it, was, <laughs> it, flattered, it flattered us a little bit, I think, 5-0, but definitely deserved, deserved winners. You're on a great run of uh, league form, aren't you? Well, your last defeat was uh, up at uh, Ivy Bridge, which... I thought it was a bit of a surprise to, to lose up there. Yeah, that's been the frustrating thing, really, because we we don't seem to struggle to get up for the get up for all these big games, and um, certainly the big games at home we seem to always turn up for. But it's been um, the sort of Ivy Bridge away. I know it was another home game against Exmoor where we threw points away, but the, the Ivy Bridge losing up there was a massive blow for us. It just kind of Literally at the, at the time, I think we were right up in the mix, and everyone else won around us on that weekend. And you just really felt like you really just had a massive mistake, and it's kind of it just knocks all your all your confidence then of actually challenging for the title. Yeah, a double blow, isn't it? When you lose and the others win, so um, it is it makes it even worse. But and you, you mentioned about playing at home. How much of a difference does the slope make? to St Austell playing at Polter? I think it does it does play its part, should I say, because I remember back when I was playing for St Blasey or Newquay and any time that you played at St Austell, I used to I used to hate coming to St Austell <laughs> purely because of that slope. And then I signed for St Austell and I thought first couple of games I thought what 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 have I done? I don't know I don't know what I'm I'm gonna get used to this pitch. But we just seem to know know how to play it a little bit and like, like you say psychologically a lot of teams will turn up and realise that there's a heavy slope from one side to the other and that's always going to be a little bit of a doubt in their minds when they come to our place I think And do you prefer playing at the top of the slope or down the bottom? Definitely at the top of the slope I, I, I think you might as well go and have a shout it, when it's second half in your bottom bottom side you might as well go and have a shower. You could, and, and and they wouldn't even know that you you've, you've not come out for the second half. I don't think. You feel like you're just literally doing doggies up and down that bottom side, and the ball never comes down there. But yeah. I'm sure it does sometimes. Yeah. Right. Well, let's move on. Saturday is another big one. In fact, it's it's the clash of the currently the two top Cornish sides in the league. Uh, you got Salt Ash coming to Polter. How do you view, view this one? Yeah, well, again, massive game. We when we saw the fixtures and you saw that we got Tavistock, then Saltash, and then we got I think Columpton and Falmouth. You like oh, we've got some big games coming up in three or four weeks, and Saltash. I know they dropped points on um, Saturday, but they're pretty much the same position as us in the league. I think they're three po- three games behind us, but. Mm. Eight, eight, eight points, points behind so, someone like that. So I yeah. think, yeah, so it's such a crucial game Saturday. If we can manage to get three points off them Saturday, they obviously can't get within reach winning their games in hand. So that's massive for us. But it, you, you know it's going to be a, a tough tie against Soltash. They're going to be well drilled. 
and um, they're going to be well up for it as well, just as just as we are. But definitely Saturday's results going to give us a bit of a confidence boost, and we should be going into it with the same sort of attitude and preparation, and hopefully get the same result really. And a game of the strikers, really, isn't it? You got the Eds and Goldie for St Austell. You got Sam Hughes and, and Ryan Richards for. Uh, Soltas, so it, it's going to be an interesting one, isn't it, up front? Uh, a busy day for defenders, perhaps. It is. Thankfully, I'm not playing uh, centre-back, actually, because <laughs> there's both both sides there. They've got two, well, Sam Hughes and Ryan Richards, quality strikers, and um, both give different options. So, yeah, TC or whoever plays at the back for us on Saturday is going to have their work cut out. But likewise, whoever plays at the back for Soltash is going to not have an easy afternoon at all with the likes of um, Goldie and Eds running around them for, for 90 minutes. So, yeah, it should be a... You'd like to think that it's not going to be a nil-nil game, but you know I'm not going to curse it by saying that. <laughs> and you yourself, uh, are you enjoying playing at the moment? Because I think you might have gone through a bit of a, a lean spell last season when things didn't quite seem to be going right for you. But what about this season? How's it going? Yeah, definitely. I've kind of had a bit of a... I had a bit of a drop in form last season and um, started this year, kind of got quite fit during pre-season. Um, managed to get um, a couple of early goals and I think I'm on nine, which still I want, want to improve on, but nine for me over the last few seasons has probably been, well, the last three or four combined, actually. But um, I'm up to nine and, I'm yeah, I'm really enjoying my football. I've been playing a bit of a different role this year, a bit playing a bit more central, mm. been able to get on the ball a bit more and I've, I've enjoyed it. But, yeah, so hopefully I can have a strong end to the season as well and I'll be, I'll be happy with that. You probably enjoy that role, though, don't you? Because you always give the impression you, you want to be on the ball all the time. Yeah, I do. I like, I like to get on the ball and... Um, I know I'm 30, which is not really a, a great age at playing football. But if I play out wide, I must, it must be a, a full-back's dream when they see me coming, <laughs> running towards them in the wing. I've, surely they just got to show me one way and then they'll be fine. I don't really have the pace to get outside and out and around someone. So I yeah, like to come in and get on the ball whenever I can, really. And finally, you mentioned just now about uh, you're not a central defender, but actually, you're 30. You, if you drop back, you might have a few more years yet. I could, yeah, I, I could do. I'm, yeah, I'm not sure how that would pan out, but um, <laughs> yeah, I know, may, 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 maybe one day. Although I don't see you head it very often, so perhaps it's not such a good idea. No, although Saturday, I will say that I did have a, have a goal line clearance header right on the line, right off Jack Crago's head, <laughs> but... Um, where was yeah, Chappers? No, oh, he was flapping for it somewhere. I don't know where he got got underneath it, I think, somewhere. All right. Well, have a great <laughs> one, Chris. Uh, thanks for coming on. And uh, all being well, I shall be watching that game Saturday, so I don't want a goalless draw. No, yeah, I'm sure you won't. Your Cornish Well, thanks for Chris there. Um, I always enjoy talking to Chris for some reason. I'm not quite sure why, but he seems the sort of guy that I could listen to all day long. Yeah, he's an interesting lad, isn't he? I, I, I'm the same, mate. I like listening to Chris, mate. He gives a good, you know, good honest interview as well, doesn't he? And he throws in some stuff that, you know, from the player's sort of perspective, like you don't always think about, like, you know, he is an interesting listener, isn't he? And well, obviously, doesn't like playing on the bottom of the slope at Polterra much. 
that was a good one, mate. Yeah, gone in for a shower or whatever. Like, I but... wonder what he was going to say for a moment. He said, go in for a, yeah. sh- a, sh- a shower. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that top side is definitely the, the 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 spot. It's a difficult pitch, mate, isn't it? Unless well, unless just Watsy, mate. You know, Martin Watts, you can ping a ball with you know, that left peg, Dave. You can ping a ball eighty yards straight to someone's toe from anywhere on the pitch. But but now, nah, brilliant win, Dave, wasn't it? I mean, great to see Chappie still making some great saves and still up there as a top keeper, mate. Isn't he? Superb keeper, top bloke as well. He's a good outfield player as well, Chappie, mate. I don't know if you knew that. Mate, no, but... I didn't. Oh, actually, yeah, very good. Uh, he used to he used to play field for Probus, didn't he? I think that's it, mate. Yeah, yeah. He scored a few goals, mate. He's cool, more like for Probus, and yeah, good player. I've seen him a couple of, like charity games that we play, you know, and and stuff, and memorial games. You know, they'll sort of play in a few days for Probus and that. And yeah, Chappie's quality, mate. <laughs> Yeah, not, you know, obviously he's a brilliant keeper, like, but he's a pretty good player as well, mate. You know, he, he would do a job outfield, no doubt about it. But big game Saturday as well, in it, so Ash at home. Yes, uh, looking forward to taking that one in. So that'd be good. So finally, it's um, well, it's a manager that's going to be involved in Monday night's match at Polterre, the newly formed Curno FA take the stage with their first ever match uh, there to be managed by Darren Gilbert who obviously is at Bobman at the moment and the return of a familiar name no longer on the Saturday scene but uh, he's getting involved with this one Phil Lafferty um, let's hear what Phil has to say in advance of the game I thought you'd packed up with football Phil what are you doing <laughs> um yeah, never say never, I guess, Dave. Um, bit of an interesting project. Uncharted territory. Um, phone call, obviously, came hmm, some 18 months or so ago to have a chat with a, an old friend, um, an old football friend. So, uh, in Andrew Bragg, and uh, myself and Glenn Hooper at the time um, had a pretty informal chat with him about his plan and idea and um, things have gone a bit dormant since then while he plotted behind the scenes to get this together Andrew Bragg and um, and here we are really now. Yeah here we are now on Monday or well, next Monday at 7.30 there's a game going on Colonel FA uh, history in its making isn't it uh, you're playing uh, what a Foxhole Foxhole Stars 11 which I think is an invited squad basically isn't it by Wets and uh, mm. And uh, Sean down there. Um, so, are we able to know who's in your lineup? Is who's in your squad? The squad's not entirely finalised yet, as we await some some clearance, for want of a better expression, from a couple of uh, clubs and gaffers. Um, we've been very fortunate uh, with how the players that we have hoped and, and targeted to, to be involved in this initial this one match, which you know is a trial stroke friendly um they've been very very keen particularly at you know what i accept and, and understand fully is a difficult stage of the season for for all clubs um whatever end of the table and whatever cups they may or may not still be in um i can't can't announce um names just yet um as i say we just got to make sure we do things the correct way and ensure that all the players we want are, are fully available but it's it's you and Gilby, isn't it, as managers? Yeah, that's right. Um, 
I was still, after being out of football for a while, a little bit edgy about how much I could commit. I uh, made that perfectly clear from the outset to, to Andrew. Um, he still kept banging on the door, which fair play to him. He knows my obviously my desire to, to obviously keep my, my toe in the water with football. Um, and then I think what he felt was that he might need kind of two heads better than one. Um, so I think he approached Darren, got us together. We've had a natter and um, a couple of meetings since then. And um, yeah, and, and we are where we are now. And deep down, though, you've always had this sort of um, desire to, to, to manage a team with Gilby, haven't you? <laughs> um, it's, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a strange one. You know, <laughs> always respected Darren um, from from the beginning, from, from playing days right through. Um, before I obviously took up the, the mantle of being a, a manager, um, always looked at what Darren's achievements at Bodmin um, as a player and a manager. And, you know, before I took that plunge, when the call came from Sonostal, well, at that point in time, he was the benchmark, wasn't he? You know, Trevor had obviously finished, um, bless him. And Darren was the was the, the kind of the, the benchmark to, to aspire to. And, you know, Bodmin were, were the all singing and dancing at that point in time. So... Yeah, me and Darren have spoke since then as well about other projects and, and ideas and options and, you know, I wouldn't say we're in regular contact, but, but we do contact each other. Um, and this this opportunity, which is a kind of a neutral one, you know, it's neither Bodmin, it's neither Sonostal, it's neither another club at club level. Um, it seems like a, a good opportunity, really, and it's exciting for both of us. Now, to, for the players, to be eligible to play for Colonel FA... Am I right in saying they have to be born in Cornwall? Yeah, they have to be born in Cornwall. Um, I don't think there's any other um, kind of backdoor route um, to be um, eligible. So, uh, obviously, the, the net we've cast out um, for the Cornish-born footballers um, is for that and that only. Mm. So, and, and how far... Throughout the county, have you selected players for this game on Monday? Well, the early stages, as it is, um, Andrew was keen to get to get an initial match out there, um, so that people could gather, um, could have Kerno on their lips, so that they can pop the questions, see what's what, um, where we start, where it ends up, where it goes from. As of you know, following Monday's game, initial game. Who knows? Um, so, I believe after Monday, you know, things things may may kind of roll along a little bit from that point, and then I think there'll be a bit more of a wider net cast. At the moment, it, the object for Dan Andrew was just to get get a match going and uh, kind of use Darren's resources um, and, and connections and and what I have obviously remaining. Um, with a couple of clubs and managers, so uh, yeah, those those players that we've targeted at the moment for Monday um, are in are in the driver's seat, of course. But it certainly does not does not say that you know no other player that's currently playing in the county or outside the county at whatever level um, won't be won't be obviously given an opportunity if if they so wish. So this is Karen. Categorically, not the best squad, probably that you could or one could select uh, representing Kurno FA, but it is a squad to get the ball rolling because there's going to be a, 
a few people saying, well, why isn't so-and-so in it? Because he's far better than the centre-half you've got playing tonight sort of thing, <laughs> isn't it? So, so you're yeah. going to be up for a little bit of uh, um, selective criticism, I would imagine. Yeah, at the end of the day, Dave, you can't please everybody, can you? Um, at whatever level, um, whether it's the, the county under-18s, whether it's Kerno, um, whether it's Bodmin, Sonostal, Saltash, Foxhall, Frogpool, it, you know, it, someone's always going to think that somebody else um, are more deserving. It has to start somewhere. We know that there's going to be some unrest at how things have been done initially. Um and we'll, we'll obviously deal with that and answer any questions put forward as of Monday. Um, but it's not an exclusive squad. It's not a, a finished article. It's the initial one. It's, you know, this, as I said earlier, is uncharted territory. And, and we've got to put a side together um, to play this kind of representative trial-friendly game. Um grateful, obviously, for Foxhall and to Sean and, and to Lee for doing their, their bit as well to put together a competitive side, which I have seen um, what what they have as a squad. And, and it's a very, <laughs> it's that strong that I would say 70, 80% of their squad would be players that, that Kono would be interested in looking at as well. So it's, it's, it's putting them in the shop window on Monday evening. And it's us being able to cast our eye over what could be 30 to 40 footballers on Monday evening. Yeah. Okay. So uh, useful for you guys to be able to see uh, how the opposition uh, fare uh, uh, fare up on the night, isn't it? So. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Okay. Well, thanks for uh, talking to us, Phil. Um, so it's Monday at Polter, twenty fifth of Feb, seven thirty mm-hmm. kickoff. And are you looking forward to it or not? I mean, I am. It's... I've been a bit apprehensive because there are more questions unanswered than answered and there are we are going to be targeted for well why this and why that so on a personal level i've been a little bit apprehensive but only because i need to know in my own mind that what we're doing you know it it, something like this matches my values in, in how things are done um andrew's a good friend of mine he wouldn't attempt to do something on this stage he's worked tirelessly along with with uh, Jason Heaton as well, um, to get this together um, through their own expense, lots of miles, flying to Krakow to, to, to visit and attend Kunifa um, World Cup meetings and acceptance meetings when they applied, obviously, for acceptance into Kunifa setup. Um, so this isn't something that's just been thought of overnight and, you know, it, it's something that has had a lot of hard thought and, and commitment um, from a hard-working committee behind Kunifa and behind... Kerno. Right. Well, we all wish you the best of luck, and that's uh, and uh, it'll be an interesting ride. <laughs> I think it will be. <laughs> You're listening to the Cornish Soccer Rappo and Deke's Friday Fix. Now, when I spoke with Phil earlier in the week, uh, he wasn't able to name the squad, um, but since then, the Kerno FA have confirmed it with the Rappo and Deke's Friday Fix, and uh, well, this is it, Rappo. We're the first to know, and we're the first to tell anyone. That's a nice exclusive, Dave, isn't it? Yeah, shall we have a drum roll? Yeah, do you want me to bang my pad, mate? (laughs) 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 My lid's just come off my pen, mate. (laughs) Let's try this one.
Right, so here's the squad. Do you want to read it out, or should I read it out? Or... Nah, your dulcet tone today was far better than mine, mate. Oh. Oh, right. Well, it's Go actually on, a 21 man squad since uh, I was given it to earlier today. One player has dropped out, but um, so we've got what have we got? We've got four clubs involved, and from AFC St. Austell, we have Jason Chapman, Tom Chambers. Jason Rogers, Martin Giles, Ollie Brokenshire, Chris Reskey, Neil Slateford, Matt Lloyd, Liam Eddy, and Mark Goldsworthy. Helston Athletic, we've got one player representing them, and that is Barry Wyatt, the goalkeeper. Bobbin Town, six players from the Primary Park Club Jake Ash, Ed Timmons, Tom Whip, Tom Harris. Max Gilbert and Dan Pethick. And then four from Liscard Athletic. Sam Gilbert, Jack Podmore, Jared Woods and James Lorenz. So 21-man squad, all from Southwest Peninsula League Clubs. That's to play for the Kerno FA against a Foxhole Stars 11, Invite 11, on Monday night at Polter at 7.30 kickoff. So what do you reckon of that squad, Rappo? Yeah, I like the look of it, Dave, yeah. Really good squad, isn't it? Really good squad. Good to see Joyner, mate, isn't it? Um, back playing and that, mate. You know, he's obviously, well, yeah. less of the better, mate. You know, but, um, and Slates as well, mate. You know, after long injury last season, that brilliant to see him back to his best and playing really well, mate. Yeah, that's right. And, um, I mean, obviously, Phil touched on in, in, the, in the interview that... Uh, this is a squad to get the momentum going. Um, the more games they play, it's a bit of a weird setup. Which um, anyone who who's, knows more about it than me, please feel free to come on a future podcast. But with this Kanifa, which is the equivalent of FIFA and all that sort of thing, um, to get into the Kanifa World Cup or to get a chance of being in, the, in their World Cup. You have to sort of get points from playing games, and depending on who you play, you get more points. So, so at least they start the ball rolling with this game. Um, and uh, but as Phil said, you know, in a way, it's one big trial game, isn't it? Because anyone in the other, the opposition, Foxhall, you know, could end up playing for the Kerno FA. Yeah, the, the other teams are good squad, though, isn't it? I mean, we've known that one for you know a bit, like you know, a week or so, or whatever, and. You know, you look down through that. There's some, there's some cracking players in there, mate. You, you like, like Lass has said, could impress, mate. So, yeah, it's really good to. I remember I played in the Southwestern League eleven years ago, mate, against Cornwall, and you know, you feel like you know it's your chance to sort of, you know, impress. Like, this. I'm sure all them players would be wanting to be involved, mate. And obviously with Gilby and, and Lass, mate. You know, I mean, it's a, it's a real dream team, mate, and really to get them two together. And I, you know, hope everyone. You know, it could take. You know, everyone gets a game, mate, and the momentum will build, and and everyone can get behind it, mate. Go some strength to strength, because it's an interesting project, Dave, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, and so thanks to the Kerno FA for uh, giving us uh, this exclusive. There you are. That's the squad for the Kerno FA Monday night's game. And uh, sad to say, Rabu, but that's it. We're out of time for another week. Yeah, it's flown by, Dave. Thank you, mate. Yeah, so um, where are you off to this Saturday? Well, 
like you say, Dave, you know, you can't see much past the the St. Austell Salt Ash game, can you, mate, sort of locally? But I thought there's a, there's a lad at Nampian, Dave, scoring a load of goals. So I don't know if you know, it's Geordie Wilmot. I've he, um, seen the name. I, I know it's, but... yeah, I know it's more up this area, mate. You know, you've got a, a big old net, mate, you cast over the older Cornish football, Dave, haven't you? But we're lucky to have you, mate, as well, by the way. But, um, <laughs> but, um, no, you know, I, I noticed uh, a couple of weeks ago he scored seven. I think they won a game, something like 11 0, and he had seven. He, and they won six three last week, and he scored five. All right. So he scored 12 in the last two games. So, you know, you know me, mate, I like a striker. So I thought I might just go and have a little look. Obviously, I'm here, and, you know, great to see them back playing as well, mate, you know, back at the Victoria Bottoms, mate, you know, one of the most picturesque, you know, venues in the county, mate, isn't it? Nampian's mm. ground. So. So I might go and have 45 minutes of that, Dave, and then maybe shoot back and watch the second half for St Austell, mate, maybe. Right. So that's Nam Pien against Weeks at Mary. Yeah, yeah, that's it, mate. Yeah, right. Got so. four, mate. But, but uh, yeah, I always like to see a new striker, mate, who's banging in the goals. You can see if they want to, you know, like a, a whippersnapper or a target man or whatever, mate, you know, see the, see the way they play. Yeah, he's certainly rattling in. Here. Thirty-five goals in ten games, by the looks of it. So, crikey, uh, yes, <laughs> decent strike rate, mate, isn't it? Yeah. Oh well. Yeah, I'm At just I'm just going to go to Polter and uh, watch the the battle of the strikers. Who's going to yeah. come out on top, Eddie and Goldsworthy or Hughes and Richards? Ooh. Don't know. I'll go come for on, Stick your head mate. on the, you know. Yeah, I'll go, I'll go Ed and Goldie. I mean, both, both. I mean, Richards and Hughes, mate, they're, they're really good front pair, mate. And they, they're together as a front pair, but, you know, Goldie and Ed, mate, you know, one of them's going to score, mate. So, so, I mean, Ed looks to be back to virtually his best, mate, doesn't he, after a couple of so sort of. If I injuries. wanted to go to the bookies and put a, a fiver yeah. on who's going to score the first goal between St. Austin and Sordash, who's it going to be? Yeah, yeah, Liam Eddy, mate, first Liam goal. Oh. First goal. Goldie, I'd go with. Go for a double, mate. Go for a any first goal and a Sunostal win, mate. That'll boost your, <laughs> boost your pot up, mate. <laughs> On the basis that you've t- given me that tip, I don't think I'm going to bother. <laughs> no, no, go for Richards and so on. <laughs> right, time, time, time to go. There we go, that's it. Yeah. Uh, Right, well, thanks for everything today, Rappo. Thanks for everyone that's uh, come on and given us an interview and uh, obviously to the Kono FA for giving us that exclusive. This is another Rappo and Deets Friday Fix podcast. Have a good weekend, Dave. Yep. Thank you very much. Your Cornish Cornish Soccer 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 So